This is an ABC podcast. So Norman, most of 2020 we just all sat at home, but that's not really been the case for you recently, has it? No, I wistfully remember those times where it was uncomplicated. Life was conducted via Zoom. I hesitate to say that because Melburnians did it tough. I was going to say, you're going to have some haters if you if you start being wistful to the lockdowns. Yeah, but God, airports. I'm back to airports. I'm, I'm back to saying when people say, which city did you come from? I say, no, no, the airport lounge is where I live. <laughs> oh, so you have access to the airport lounge. This is interesting. How well, do I, I fly, get that? I fly so much. It's like, it, it's like being good at snooker or or <laughs> billiards. You know, it shows you've got a misplaced childhood. If, you get, <laughs> if you've got an airline lounge pass, it means you've got a misplaced adulthood. All right, all right, I'll allow it. Well, let's uh, let's get cracking on with it then. Let's do an episode of Coronacast, a show all about the coronavirus and occasionally other germs as well. I'm health reporter Tegan Taylor on Jagera and Turable Land. And I'm physician and journalist Dr Norman Swan on Gadigal Land, part of the Eora Nation. It's Wednesday, the 12th of October, 2022. It's another big week in pandemic exiting town, Norman. We've got the new booster that is specific to Omicron. Well, part of the Omicron family is now out as of Monday. People can get it if they want to and if they've, well, we'll get about, we'll get into dosing in a second. But let's first talk about where, how well we know it works. So this bivalent booster is made by Moderna, same technology as the original Moderna vaccine that many of us have gotten, including me. And it has the OG coronavirus strain in it, as well as BA1, sort of the the first of the Omicron family that we recognised in it. Yeah, that's why it's called bivalent. So in other words, we, we've had a monovalent one up till now, one single virus. This one, or the remnant, or the, or the genetic message, I should say, in the mRNA vaccine for the ancestral virus. And this one's got the genetic message as well for, the, um, for BA1, as you say. And we're used to multivalent vaccines. Uh, the influenza vaccine is a multivalent vaccine, sometimes up to four versions of the influenza virus, although that's the killed virus. This one's just the message to elicit the antibody response. And some childhood vaccinations have even more than that um, packed into one little jab. Yes, for different uh, for different bugs. That's right. So, what do we know about how well it works against the variants that we're seeing circulating now? Well, what we know is that it elicits a good immune response. In other words, neutralising antibodies, which is the second line of immune defence. The first line of immune defence is a broad, brushed immune response, like an inflammatory response. The second line is neutralising antibodies to actually specifically target the virus. Third level is the T-cell response, which protects us against severe disease, also holds the memory for the future. And what this shows, uh, there's been a paper in the New England Journal of Medicine, we'll have a link to that on our website. And this one shows that um, your immune response, as with all boosters, goes back up to a very satisfying level. Um, But also you get a good response to BA1, and there is a reasonable response to BA4 and 5. So it's not designed to get to BA4 and 5, but because it's targeted to an Omicron subvariant, you're getting a side swipe at BA4 and BA5, which isn't too bad. And that's quite a good thing, because when you look internationally at the moment, BA5 and to some extent BA4 still dominate the world picture. So this is a study that looked mostly at this neutralising antibody level in people's blood. And that's a good indicator, but it's not the same as looking at real world effectiveness. They did look at whether people um, in the study did get uh, COVID afterwards and uh, more people got COVID after having the original booster than having the revised booster, but it was still people catching the virus after having this revised booster. 
Yeah, I think that we've gone beyond with the current vaccine technology. We've gone beyond being able to prevent infection to a very high level like we did with Delta. But we are still getting good protection against severe disease, although that is going down a bit, but not, but not a lot. So if you're due for a booster, as indeed one in three Australians are for just their third dose, then you'd be better going for this because at least you're going to get reasonable coverage against the current variants that are circulating. Whether it protects you against future variants is a matter of speculation. So it's against, it's against severe disease, it's against hospitalisation and getting really quite sick with it rather than infection in the first place. We'll talk about dosing in a second because we've had a lot of people asking about fifth doses. But before we get to that, what about... We were talking last week about hybrid immunity, this sense that people have been vaccinated, people have caught the virus before... After speaking about how protective the vaccine is, what do we know about how protective an infection is against future infections? So the New England Journal of Medicine also has a study. It's a letter rather than a paper, which means it's undergone less peer review. But the um, this comes from Qatar. And Qatar have actually been publishing a fair bit on coronavirus over the last couple of years. So what they did in the study was that they looked at what the protection was if you got infected with BA4 or BA5, in other words, a reinfection, and you'd had an infection pre-Omicron, and that was down at 35.5%. That was against symptomatic infection. So that wasn't any infection at all, but it was getting reinfected and getting symptoms at the same time. The effectiveness against any BA4 or BA5 infection reinfection was 27.7%. So it was there, but lowish. Now, if you had... A post-Omicron infection, in other words... Like a BA1, perhaps? That's right. But they were assuming that, in fact, you had BA4 or 5 because that's the time period where they measured it was during um, where they were getting mostly BA4 and 5 variants. It was up at 76% for symptomatic reinfection and any reinfection, 78%. So, in other words, you were getting up in the... You know, and that's probably just an error there between the two. It was pretty much the same between symptomatic and um, any reinfection was up in the 70%, which is not bad. And um, the protection against symptomatic disease is still a bit lower than the immunization, but it's not a bad coverage. Remember, this study was really done between June and July 2022 this year, which means that there were fairly fresh infections, and um, that's going to decline with time. Right, so it's hard to know whether the protection that you were getting was because it was recent or whether because it was more genetically similar to the the variant. Yeah. So if I'm understanding you correctly, Norman, what we're hearing is that the, the bivalent Omicron booster is better at protecting you than the original vaccine that we all sort of got at the beginning of this year and the end of last year and that you can't be relying on previous infection to protect you against future infection. No, there's still a leak. So let's talk about boosters. There's been a lot of people who are interested in getting the new Moderna booster that protects against the Omicron family. But um, at the moment, it sounds like if you've had four, that's kind of it. So we had someone say they don't seem to be able to book a shot for the bivalent shot because they've already had four. And then we had James saying he got his fourth COVID shot back as soon as he possibly could, which is now more than three months ago, keen to get the, uh, the new sort of Omicron-specific virus because it's been a while and he wants to be up to date but isn't eligible and is wondering if slash when he ever will be. Good question. Um, and he's right. It hasn't been recommended yet. We've still got a long way to go to get third and fourth doses into the el eligible populations. I suspect it's not going to happen until 
we see a surge of cases again. I think Fatagi is going to respond to that. Gosh, I hope we don't have to wait for that. Like, couldn't we be proactive? <laughs> well, we could. There, there's a debate going on about whether or not at this point in the immunisation cycle, now that you've got four under your belt, whether a fifth is really going to going to help you a lot and at what gap between the fourth and the fifth is going to be the right time. The Israelis think that even when you get to the fourth dose, the most benefits for 50-year-olds and above, and they've probably got the best data. So we don't know that for fifth doses. And as far as I'm aware, I, I tried looking at this before we started recording, I don't think the Israelis are starting to do, they're talking about it, but I don't think they're starting to do the fifth dose yet. They might, but as far as I know, they're not. So I just think that the benefit ratio is declining a little bit with repeated doses and we shouldn't just, we, I think we should just hang on for a little bit. Right. So you're sort of getting diminishing returns with each additional dose. Maybe. 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 Um, and so in a sense, the, the new Omicron booster is really going to be well, it's going to be for people who aren't currently up to date with their vaccinations. Yeah, and it's going to be the better vaccine for most people because the current viruses that are circulating are largely BA4, but really mostly BA5 internationally. There's a growing number of variants sitting there under the surface, um, maybe 10% globally. There are other variants, one of which could break through, but the at the moment it's BA4 and 5, largely 5, and the vaccine is going to give you an uplift to those viruses, even though it's only targeted at BA1. Okay, so most people who are up, well, everyone who's up to date basically has had four doses of the OG coronavirus vaccine. And you're saying that perhaps there's a sense that there might be diminishing returns with more vaccines you get, but if it's a different vaccine, does that change things? You mean, uh, well, there's two questions really buried in that. One is, if a new variant breaks through, maybe 2.75.2, which is more vaccine evasive, is it going to be helped by the vi bivalent vaccine? Or do we need an entirely new vaccine because there's been a breakthrough variant which is not related to Omicron? And those questions are really unanswered. There's an interesting debate going on about whether Novavax as a booster goes deeper in, sense, in a sense of the T-cell response, that third layer response. And some people are saying that maybe we should be thinking harder about giving Novavax as the next booster rather than another mRNA vaccine. So there are a few debates like this going on, which just means if BA5 still going is still going on and you've had your fourth dose of the existing vaccine, maybe we should rock and roll it for a little bit just to see what happens and um, and if you haven't had the fourth dose, get it with a bivalent vaccine because that's going to equip you for the here and now, but not necessarily very well for the for the future. So let's just we need to see what happens in the next few months. Really practically though, this sort of the the thoughts around Novavax and what it might do that's really interesting. Definitely one to study. If you're not up to date with your vaccines, the obvious answer is go out and get your booster and you'll, you'll get an Omicron one. Congratulations. If you are up to date with your vaccines, what's the most practical advice that people can take today? Masking when you're going into high-risk situations if you feel that you are at risk. Ventilation in closed environments. And not going out if you've got symptoms of any kind. And continuing to do rapid antigen testing, even though there's no mandatory isolation period. It's useful to know and you could be a community-caring individual and keep yourself away from other people for five or seven days. Back to basics. Yep. Well, that is all we've got time for on today's Coronacast. If you've got a question or a comment, you can send it to us by going to abc.net.au slash coronacast, and we'll see you again next week. So if you haven't had your third dose, go out and get one. If you haven't had your fourth dose, go out and get one. Just hang on for your fifth. See you next time. See you then. See you then.
Hello, I'm Virginia Trioli, and just before you jump into your next episode, I'd like to invite you to listen to my new podcast, You Don't Know Me, where I spend time with people you've seen on stage and screen, the ones you've heard on the radio or grown up with over the years, and who you think you already know so well. But do you really? So each week, I ask one person my seven set questions, and there have been some pretty unexpected answers. I love Emily in Paris. Oh, do you? Yes, love it. And I thought to myself, I said, Brian, why are you smiling? And I went, because you're liking it, aren't you? (laughs) You'll discover the moments that have made these remarkable Australians who they are. Once that moment happened in my life, I realised, oh, everyone's been lying. That really meant, because it was right at my pre-teen years. So that, I carried that for a long, long time. So I'd love you to take a deep dive with me into what really matters for the biggest names in entertainment, sport, business, politics and more. I thought this was just a regular conversation. I forget there's a microphone between us. <laughs> you Don't Know Me, with me, Virginia Trioli. Now available on the ABC Listen app.